Leslie Erdelak. And I'm Kathleen Haddad. And this is the weekly podcast where the editors at Health Affairs talk about the latest in health policy news and stories we're following. This week, we're talking about a major development affecting the Medicare Advantage program. But before we get to it, a reminder to check out a new report out today at 1 p.m. Eastern on healthcare spending from the Health Affairs Council on Healthcare Spending and Value. The report looks at ways to moderate healthcare spending and growth, so it's worth taking a look. All right, Kathleen, on Monday, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services finalized a long-awaited rule that imposes more aggressive audits of Medicare Advantage plans. So Medicare Advantage now covers, as you know, more than 30 million Americans. More people are choosing Medicare Advantage plans as a private insurance alternative to traditional Medicare, and these plans are run primarily by big insurance companies like Humana and United Healthcare. So the way this works is that Medicare Advantage plans get reimbursed by the federal government for the benefits and services they provide to people who are enrolled in these plans with higher rates for sicker patients. But for many years, plans have been accused of systematically exploiting the Medicare Advantage program and overcharging CMS. A financial report from the Department of Health and Human Services found that CMS made over $15 billion in overpayments to Medicare Advantage plans just in fiscal year 2021. So it is a staggering amount of money, but there has been very little action until now on the part of the government to course correct. But this new rule means more enhanced audits of the diagnoses that Medicare Advantage plans submit to CMS to make sure that they are paid appropriately. Um, But CMS is also hoping to recover billions of dollars from improper overpayments made over the course of many years. That's the gist of it, and there's so much to talk about here with respect to payment and risk adjustment policies within the Medicare Advantage program, but a fundamental question I think we can start out with, Kathleen, is why these audits are needed in the first place. So, Leslie, as you said, CMS has uh, long argued that MA plans have uh, been overpaid. There are a couple of reasons for uh, this overpayment. But the audits focus on one in particular, known as coding intensity or upcoding. Yeah, what is that? I assume it has to do with the way that certain medical conditions are being uh, documented. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Leslie. And um, I think to understand this, first, it's helpful to know a bit about how CMS pays Medicare Advantage plans. You referred to sicker patients being... uh, Uh, garnering more payment for the MA plan. So a simple explanation goes like this. CMS makes an annual premium payment to the plan for each beneficiary, and then CMS adjusts this payment based on the financial risk each patient poses to the plan. So a patient's financial risk is based on the patient's health or lack thereof, um, and the amount of care the patient is likely to need. The financial risk is determined by the type and number of diagnoses, the severity and number of diagnoses that are recorded for each patient in a plan. So CMS then uses the diagnoses to develop a risk score for each patient, and then the risk score is used to adjust the annual payments to MA plans. And so you can figure out by now that the more diagnoses a plan can record uh, for a patient, the higher the risk score and the more payment the plan gets. As we know, I think a lot of the debate really centers on that formula 
that gets used. And so how do these plans determine which diagnoses to include? Uh, good question. So the diagnoses originate from healthcare providers. And um, there are a few issues with how these diagnoses are reported. MA plans can add diagnoses by doing what they call chart reviews. And they hire firms to do these reviews of patient charts or more often use software to scour the electronic medical records for additional diagnoses that may be indicated by patient symptoms, but not always treated. It's these added diagnoses that increase MA payment. And CMS says research and audits have shown many of these diagnoses are just not attached to any provided service and not valid. Yeah, I think that's that's a big problem. And you know, you said that there are a few issues with the way that these diagnoses get reported. So um, I guess what else, what other issues are there here? What else is, is causing problems? Well, another problem has to do with the incentives that the various providers have to record complete diagnostic information. MA plans say they report more diagnoses than comparable patients in fee-for-service is because doctors paid under fee-for-service have little incentive to provide complete diagnostic information. So under fee-for-service, doctors get a payment for each service provided. Uh, then, And regardless of the number or severity of the diagnoses they record, they get that payment. Because MA plans have significant financial incentives to code as many diagnoses as possible, coding intensity is higher in MA than in fee-for-service Medicare, and payments to MA plans are therefore higher. So Congress has recognized this, and they've allowed uh, CMS to reduce MA payment by as much as 6%. Um, this goes uh, several years back. 6% of the amount patients would cost in fee-for-service. This adjustment is referred to as a clawback. But the um, Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, MedPAC, has said that uh, 6% is not enough because the risk scores for MA plans are actually about 11% higher than for comparable fee-for-service patients. So with the audits, CMS is trying to uh, fix both of these uh, problems and make the payments between um, MA patients and comparable fee-for-service patients equal. So as important as it is to make sure accurate payments are being dispersed across the Medicare program, as you said, we know from studies and audits done separately by CMS and the Inspector General that the medical records that you mentioned don't always support those diagnoses that get reported. So these audits really serve an important purpose in the sense that they are CMS's main corrective tool for identifying improper payments. But in the past, these audits weren't working as intended. They were missing some of the biggest overpayments, and this led to calls for more accountability and oversight and also questions about whether the higher payments to Medicare Advantage were justified. So one of the policies finalized in this rule has to do with the way that CMS determines an overall level of payment error going forward. So extrapolating the findings from these audits, this is something that has historically been a normal part of the auditing process at CMS is really at the heart of what we're talking about today. So they're using these extrapolated audit findings to recover the money paid to these plans in error. 
And it's really this new methodology and how the extrapolation is applied that has been the subject of debate for many years. Um, and, and we're still talking about it. So Yes, and Leslie, the, the extrapolation is, um, uh, in essence, simply extrapolating from a sample to the population uh, of, of enrollees in MA plans. And you're right, that is the subject of the debate. Um, there are a lot of mechanics involved in that and in this whole issue. But Leslie, you've looked into the savings that might accrue from the audit, correct? Right. So CMS estimates that it will get back $479 million in overpayments from 2018. So they're applying that new methodology, that new error rate to audits from 2018, even though earlier proposals had regulators going back even further. CMS also projects that it will recover around $4.7 billion over the next decade. So a sizable amount. Very sizable, uh, especially in my budget. <laughs> but yeah. but tell, tell me, Leslie, what are the stakeholders saying? So I think it's really interesting because some people are actually saying that Medicare Advantage plans are getting off um, way too easy. So they're wanting CMS to demand penalties as far back as 2011 when those audits first started. And of course, there are other groups lobbying on behalf of the insurance in industry, questioning whether Medicare officials, you know, really have the legal authority to take findings from a limited audit and collect overpayments from mistakes that were made over such a long period of time. And it's those same groups that have expressed concerns that the rule would ultimately lead to higher costs for enrollees, fewer benefits, fewer plan options in the future. Um, but the HHS secretary, sort of at the federal level, said earlier this week that he thinks, of course, the rule takes long overdue steps to move in the direction of accountability. And it sounds like a lot of litigation then might be in store, right, Leslie? Yep. So there is some indication that these insurance companies could challenge the rule in court. They, I think, at least they would likely focus on whether CMS's methodology is legal. And already we've heard the rule characterized as unlawful, fatally flawed, relying on bad data. So I think a big part of the opposition has to do with the statistical and methodological validity of the extrapolation techniques. CMS has emphasized that nothing in this rule changes the longstanding principle that a diagnosis code that is not documented in a patient's medical record is, is not a valid basis for CMS risk adjustment payments. So with strong opinions on both sides, I think it will be interesting to see if and how this plays out in court. Yeah. Um, who knows how long that will take? Um, I read recently that Mark Miller, who was chairman in the past of the Medicare Payment, uh, Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, MedPAC, had hinted that the cheaper and more efficient way to deal with this overpayment is simply to reduce um, payment to MA plans by increasing the clawback. Um, that, however, would require congressional authority, and that itself is a very heavy lift. Yeah, I think definitely a range of dynamics to take into consideration here, as well as options on the table. So, you know, we look forward to seeing what happens next. I mean, obviously, given that Medicare Advantage is such a popular and attractive option to many people, this is a really important story to follow. Sure is. 
So in the meantime, if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review and make sure you subscribe to Health Affairs This Week. Kathleen, great conversation with you today. Thanks, Leslie. And stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Bye.